Hello and welcome to 177 Nations of Tasmania and today we're talking about Eritrea and many people I've spoken to in Tasmania when I mention Eritrea ask where's that or I've never, or I've never heard of that country. But Eritrea is a small uh, African nation bordering Ethiopia in northeast Africa and it's important to know that in the last few years Tasmania actually has uh, had a really growing Eritrean population and so I think it's high time that we learnt a bit more about it. I'm happy to have Ruth here to tell us more about it and uh, what brought her to Tasmania. So welcome Ruth. Uh, okay so perhaps you could um, tell me what what brought you to Tasmania in the first place? Um, the first place I was a refugee in Ethiopia so I was waiting to any nation to took me so Australia was willing to take refugees, so that's why I came to Tasmania. Yeah, and when did you come to Tasmania? Uh, end of 2017, it means now nearly three years. How long were you in the refugee camp for in Ethiopia? I was in refugee more than two years, and I left my country because of religious persecution, and um, so I had to leave my country with the same age young people like me and I had to cross the border at night time um, and it, it was quite difficult but when we came to Ethiopia in Ethiopia we were settled there and then we was refugees. And as a refugee in Ethiopia what do you have any rights there like what, what can you do? Actually nothing, just it is a big camp and you just sit there and or if you, I used to work in hospital because I can read and write at that time. So they allow me to work in the hospital, but the, the money I used to make was not that enough. Um, not, but because it's okay than sitting, um, but you can't work like most people had to stuck in the refuge and just wait someone to support them from uh, overseas or something or they have this um, food they call it they give you 16 kilo of uh, 16 kilo of um, what do you call I forget the word um, wheat okay. 16 kilo of wheat and um, one kilo of uh, lentils and one liter of oil and two soap and then one kilo maybe sugar that's it for one month for one person right. um so most people can't survive with that so they had to wait from other friends from overseas or they had to work but the work i told you is not enough money but it was okay comparing with nothing um and yeah so how old were you when you left Eritrea? I was 17. Okay, so pretty pretty young. And were you on your own or did you flee with your family? I was by my own, with just with a friend, yeah. Yes, that must have been very, very difficult. Yeah, it was difficult to begin with um, um, because my expectation was high and then when I came there it was just difficult. Oh, wow. Just Even I was expected to be at home like place house but it was tent mm -hmm. and yeah it's, it's quite hard and i never went toilet in a bush and it was toilet in a bush and this all kind of mm. basic things that affects but after a while i get used to it 
What was the process to get out of the camp to come to Australia? You had to go to UNISR or uh, United Nations, what do you call them? I can't... The uh, UNHCR? Yeah, UNISR. Yep. And they had to go to UNISR and tell my story, why I left my country. And then they choose, like, because there are a lot of people there and they tell their stories. So they choose some people to just come here. So, and to wait the to tell your story to someone, to the person who doing the case, it was not easy to find him, it was really hard. So yeah, it, it needed determination because it was every Wednesday they do the question, they do interview. So mm -hmm. I went three or four Wednesdays to tell my story to the man or to the officer and I couldn't see him. So one day I decided, okay, and I used to go wake up early, five o'clock, to just wait in the outside to him, and he starts nine o'clock. But one day I thought, okay, when they said lunch time, everyone leaves. So I thought lunch time, I'm not leaving, mm -hmm. and I wait there. And he saw me, and I was quite young, and he said, "Come, young lady, what do you want?" And I said, "I have things to tell you, but I've been coming here, and I didn't get any chance to talk to you." And he said, "Okay, come tomorrow." And tell him you have appointment with me, because there is people outside. The guard just said you, you can't go inside without permission. Mm -hmm. So I said okay. Then I went. <clears throat> the next morning, I went and I and he said he have other things to do anyway. I, eventually, I get to talk to him, and I did my first interview with him, and I was lucky enough. I got um to passed to the interview with another person from UNISR or another person um, from foreign countries, not Ethiopian person, another person. So, and I had interview with her and then I did third interview, then I was accepted to come to Australia. Mm -hmm. So you have to do quite a lot of, quite a few interviews. Yeah, even mm -hmm. in your interview, we can be rejected if your story is not true or something made up. Yeah. So it have to be true. And they question you, you know, to make sure your story is genuine story. Thanks for sharing that because I think a lot of people who live here don't understand how difficult it actually is and you have to go through a lot of processes and you might not even, you don't know where you're going to go. Like, did you know you were going to go to Australia? Uh, no, not really. Uh, there is countries who took refugees, Canada, America and Australia and sometimes Norway. So... I was not sure, but I was always hoping maybe I could go to Australia. I was always used to say to my friend, maybe I will go to Australia. And to go to Australia was quite hard compared with these other countries. And people, they wait like after you do your interview, we're medical and just you wait maybe sometimes six years mm. after you finish everything. So people, they say, don't say that. It's long wait. And I'm uh, maybe I wouldn't wait. Maybe I'll go soon i was just positive about it and so i came to tasmania and it was good and so did you know much about australia before you came here oh uh, not really why i said i want to go to australia at that time was i just to when i was very young i used to read newspapers and i used to see this kangaroo and kangaroo was just in only in australia i used to read that and i thought it's quite different country and 
yeah and the language is english so i thought okay english is good for me because i don't have to learn a new language i can just build um the one i have so it was yeah that's why i choose i used to say australia and i was lucky but i didn't have option to choose where to go it just they they put you where they have spot yeah. it is funny to say but yeah and because I I learned English, so I thought to come here is English, so I can just build my language ability. It will be easy comparing with other European countries. So where did you did you learn English at school? Yeah, I learned at school as a subject, but if it is subject you don't care and you just don't like it because it's just foreign language. Um, but it helps now. <laughs> And so, when did you know that you were coming to Tasmania? End of 2016, they told me, but I didn't know it's just Australia. So, mm -hmm. I, just, I just think Australia was like small place and, right. and I didn't know like when they told, because we were a lot of people coming here at that time, maybe six or seven people. And uh, one funny thing, I, I had... For one person, it's just 46 kilos a load. So because I was by myself, so I didn't have that much kilo to bring, but I have books to bring with me and spice, a lot of things. So I give to one of my friends to, because she have children, so she have a lot of kilos to bring. And I give it to her and she went to Brisbane and I wow. came to Tasmania. Yeah. So we didn't know this much difference of like, and I called her, how I can bring? And she told me, you have to fly here or something. And how long it takes from here? And I heard like, okay, this is big place then. So mm -hmm. I didn't know even the status or anything. I just thought like one place I can see my friends easily. And that, but it's not like that. Yeah. And so what were your first impressions of Tasmania? Was it, was it how you expected? Yeah, kind of. Um, when I was at refuge, it was very hot, the refuge place I was. And I really hate hot weather. So I always used to pray, if I go somewhere and I can cover myself with blanket when I'm sleeping, that will be good. Then when I came here, it was like that. And I was very happy I came here. And yeah, it was like the way I expected. Yeah. In some ways. In some ways, <laughs> yeah. But what about, what was um, it like to adapting to sort of new life in Tasmania? What, what were some of the things that you found that maybe surprised you or that were unexpected at first? You know, it's it's not easy to come new place without family or friends. Um, to build new life is not easy in, in any place, I guess. Um, so when I came here, it just... Yeah, it was quite hard because um, first thing I came from very traumatized past, then settling here and start to learn lang new language or even though I had English, but it was still difficult. And I had to live with three, with two women and sharing house at the beginning. So it, it was quite difficult. I didn't like it. I just thought, oh, this is... When I, I used to think when I went to Western countries, maybe I'll have my own place mm -hmm. for some time. But when I came, I had to share. So it was difficult. But later on, yeah, I got my own place and things changed and I improved my English skill and 
island driving so it's it's easy but to begin with is just you have to depend on everything on yourself even if i took example about driving lessons so i had to pay for my driving lessons and if it's not enough i had to ask friends from church and asking people it's just hard when you are new try to settle mm-hmm. yeah um now i'm i work with people who doesn't have enough language so i could bring their example because with me i was okay to read and um try to compare with them but some people they don't know anything english language so it is very hard for them so sometimes they give me their card bank details because they don't know it's right or wrong they they don't know so i feel like okay if i'm in their position how i could feel because even though at that time i was i had english so i can understand what people saying to me who was comparing with them for me was okay but with this other uh, clients when i see them they don't understand even when you say nice things to them they don't understand what you're saying they just depend on your facial expression and your what you're doing so it i feel it's very hard to settle in new place without language depths of finding accommodation and, and language are pretty big challenges yeah language and accommodation is a uh, difficult thing for them so um especially when you don't drive it's hard to mm. to be in a place they show you places for example but you can't live in that in this place because because you can't drive so it's you see oh, okay my children's school is here but bus stop is there so it's the best thing is to find a proper house or accommodation for new clients and um I heard from other friend she lives in Brisbane and when she first arrived uh she ju- she doesn't have to go to temporary house so she just they put them in permanent house for one year so it give them time to settle to know the culture to even to improve their english and then who's easy to move for the next house but in here it's different way of work so when they first came they put them in temporary house for a month and they try to find other houses so quite difficult what what's the plan for the future for your study i am doing this course to help me to get into nursing because i didn't have grade 12 qualification in here so i have to show my grades to get into nursing that's why i'm doing this course and uh, and so you wanted to do nursing because that's what you you had a little bit of experience you think you mentioned at the refugee camp yeah i used to work in hospital in a refugee camp I, i was not a nurse i was just used to write prescription for the all doctors um um and yeah but i like it and uh, i'm hoping to do it but who knows if i change my mind i don't know mm. <laughs> I mean, what what's happened? Where do you know where your family is? Yeah, I do know my family. I try to sponsor my brother, but they reject it. So, and I I didn't explain why I left. I did explain a little bit why I left because of religion persecution and we have dictator 
government in our country so it is like some there is military training back home and doesn't finish it's always there it's just everyone had to do this thing yeah so people they they flee because they couldn't do this all their life and even when you finish you educate yourself and do these things they don't pay you the enough salary mm. so people they leave the country because of this all stuff because of and how i can explain what do you call if something doesn't finish unfinished um yeah oh in depth so indefinite indefinite military training so wow yeah and yeah and persecution because of religion because of other stuff so that's why people leave the country so when you flee from your country you don't think like what will happen to my family what will happen mm -hmm. just think okay i should i'm young i have ability to leave this country i will leave that was my thinking at that moment but yeah. when i'm settled now i will think okay where is my brother where is my mom where is my yeah so then we try to to be together but it's impossible somehow yeah. i have my other brother in holland with my mom now and i have my other brother in ethiopia and people they ask me sometimes why are you all of you separate and uh, because the sky is high <laughs> because we don't have option at yeah. that time he he flew illegally to europe and i came to ethiopia and the same thing i came here so he you know even though we are in even he is in holland and i'm here but you don't want to be separate all your life yeah, you want to be together even he's but sometimes I compare, okay, which one is more in bad situation? Which one is more, needs more help in home? So I, I, I try to sponsor the one in Ethiopia. Yeah. And it didn't work. So, yeah. I read in, in my research that both men and women in Eritrea can be conscripted into the military. Into the military. True. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't make me angry because I am a soldier. Um, yes, I, I when I went to do my university. So if you are grade twelve, you have to do grade twelve at the military training center. Anyone, mm -hmm. young age, they finish grade eleven. So for grade twelve, they have to go to military training just to pass to go to university so right. if i didn't go to military terrain i can't go to university so i don't have option so i have to go so i went to military training for one year training then if you lucky enough to get the the matriculation result right you can go straight to university if not they will keep you there that right. is the the game they play so yeah and if you Grade 12 is the matriculation is grade 9, 10, 11, and 12 together, the test. So most people, they, ha they have, you have to do revision, right? So, but in the military training, it's very hot place and you do your training. You're too tired, you even you don't want to see book, you just want to sleep. So they expect you to get good mark and to pass. So that's why a lot of people fail, even they are very smart, they fail. Mm. So they have to be 
soldiers because yeah. they don't have even second option or second chance to do the military training, the matriculation again. But I was lucky I passed, then I went to university, but I left. Okay, so you went to university yeah, in I did. I, I start six months and because I had this um I had this difficulties when I was in military training because of my religion. So I thought okay, it will be fine after this military training because this even yeah, so I I I, I was okay, but when I went to uni and still the persecution was keep going with the, like with the peer, even the students sometimes they do this, insult you or because they think they're doing the right thing because the government say like, um, you should tell us if you see these people are meeting or doing these things. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, now I will, like I will complete my uni degree here or diploma and then then I will you know I will settle I will have family and same thing will happen to my generation so I thought okay this is not right I should just leave this country then I left I think from your explanation people can understand why people would leave Eritrea in those that kind of situation especially young people who must be very very hard yeah it's hard you know you spend your all your years to study and then you don't have respect as a person mm-hmm. you don't have um uh you don't have opinion to do anything you just like they insult you because you're protestant or something they will just say what they want to say and One a friend of mine, he he was graduation, so he's from our church. We didn't have church, but he is. So anyway, and then the family did the ceremony, and they were singing church song. They were really happy because their son was graduation, and they took them to prison because they just because they sing, they, their church song. And I thought, okay, I will have I will graduate, and I can't sing my song. When I'm happy, and so that's it. About living in, in Tasmania, and you mentioned it was quite hard at, at first, but it seems like things changed a little bit since since that first time. What what helped change things for you? Was there something that um, helped? Um, Helped you feel like you'd settled down? Yeah, um, to find friends is the basic thing. So I went to church and my church friends are very nice and helpful. Um, so I feel very connected and welcome there. And that helps. And I, they used to teach me driving. So that was my issue, like finding someone yeah. to teach me driving. So... They start teach me driving, and then after a while, I got chance to learn with a voluntary from MRC, and the voluntaries was very nice too. Yeah, you know when the things make you difficult, make your life difficult, change, you feel okay. This is okay. This thing is now 
workers so like that um i think finding people who can understand understand you and your background and be friends with you is good so that helps me and i found my own place too and that is good as well and and i have i work and study so yeah i'm quite happy and so how did you get to know about the about the church how did you get involved like how did you I guess, how did you find the church? As I told you, I left my country because of religion persecution. So I used to participate one church. Um, then the church, the church, the ceremony, everything is very nice, but it is big church. So they didn't know who came to the church or who left. They just you go and worship and that's it. It doesn't have any something you can connect to or something. If, if I didn't come next Sunday, no one knows. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I have to find another church. So I was looking, but somehow I found a person from the church I go now. She was telling the testimony in straight, and I, I went there and asked her. Oh, okay, I read the their doctrine and things, and I thought, okay, this would be interesting. And I said to her, I can't drive, and I live far. I used to live Chiguel at that time, so I said I live Chiguel and I can't drive, but I'm happy to come in the church. And she said, "I'll afford you lift." Okay, and yeah, I called her now, mom. She's like mm-hmm. my mom. So. Is she local person? Yeah, she's local person. So she used to take me to church because I couldn't drive. So I never thought who will take me to church this morning because always she is there and if she is not there somebody is organized already so they are very good um church and they are few as well because you know every in everyone knows in the in the church so you know who who didn't come this sunday who is so if you didn't go this sunday they call you so it's just good okay. um connection not like the one i used to go so i met them just in the street And was there anything, or has there been anything about um, that you've learned about Australian cultural life, or, or, or just Tasmania that sort of surprised you, or you, you didn't understand at first? I went to bushwalk with my girlfriend, and she said I will prepare lunch for us, and she prepared sandwich with Vegemite, and, okay. um, and <laughs> luckily I took some from mine too and when I tried to eat oh, you bring this lunch she is nice Harim <laughs> anyway I, um, I didn't like it um, to begin with so we we shared my food uh, that day and after that now I learned I Vegemite is nice but at that time I didn't like Vegemite oh, okay. I thought so what you got used to Vegemite now yeah but at that time I said oh, why they eat this <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's that's a sign that you're you're an Australian now. I think that you can <laughs> eat Vegemite because some people they they never get the taste for it. Oh no, I eat here. I had it for breakfast sometimes. Yeah, it's good. You obviously found a way to um, find friends and um, get a social life. So what? What advice would you give to people just settling down here? It could be from Eritrea, it could be from anywhere about what what 
should they do or what would be a good way to to meet new friends in Tasmania or to make those social contacts? People when they came here they just want to be with their communities so mm -hmm. they go with their communities and I think that is not a good thing if you want to make new friends mm -hmm. you can't make if you're not immersing with them you can't make so it's just to for example MRC have dinner time they call it dinner time for anyone they cook food and there is a lot of people who want to come so you can make friends there when you come for dinner or you can order sometimes you can, um, there is volunteers in you can go MRC and talk with MRC you can tell them I have problem settling down and I feel lonely and then they can find you someone voluntary just to go for a coffee and talk or if you don't drive can teach you driving if they will willing to so there is place you can make friends if you want to really want and it's not only because if the MRC can introduce you once so it, it depends on you to to build that friendship if you forget them after that that's it but if you oh, can I have your phone number then or can we do these things and then we just build that way I guess yeah. Um, yeah and at school especially the young people are okay with that because they make friends at school yeah. but the middle age and the quite old people could be hard for them yeah. so the better place is MRC from my opinion and how, how was it studying at TAFE? it was very good because yeah. all are migrants and the teachers are very I, I still have contact with them I really like my teachers and they really supportive and they understand and they push you as well yeah. to not that just do some easy thing because when I first came I even though I had base but I just want to work work and my teacher used to say to me just study now because you have chance to study and you you have potential so don't leave school to work so they're really good teachers at TIFF. What's for you is best thing about living in Tasmania? I like the nature in mm -hmm. Tasmania and and it's easy to go anywhere. I mean, it, I don't have to drive two hours to do something. I just drive 10 minutes, 15 minutes. So that is the quality I like. Because I went to Melbourne, I was thinking, oh, here, don't have friends, I should move. And I went to Melbourne for a week to just have a look and it was very busy and most of my friends they drive just for work one hour or more than one hour so I thought okay I am really lucky in Tazi because I don't have to drive long I just drive 15 minutes yeah the yeah. longest yeah that's true you can be 15 minutes away and you're in the bush totally quiet you? yeah yeah so have you had the opportunity to experience much nature in Tasmania? Yeah, yeah. I have a friend. She likes 
and nature so i went to i'm not good with remembering i went to mount wellington first then second I, we went to what do you call the one with hat the frenchman's hat oh frenchman's cap cap or something i went there oh, nice. and i went to queenstown i went i i am not good with remembering names um i went to port arthur in oh. one place somewhere i went to st helens Oh, well, you've been all over Tasmania. <laughs> yeah, kind of. More than me, almost. I think my friends, they like to travel to yeah, my church good. friends. I went with them and with some deep friends. So it was good. 